right back on the Vinge podcast. My name is Lucas U. Hedge, and I'm joined by one of my bad mans, Charlie Callan. Fuck you so much. <laughs> You're right, mate. I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. How mate, you... you keep doing that. People are going to start thinking we're like Arsenal fan TV or some shit. <laughs> No, not yet, not yet. We're more Man United fan TV, to be honest. Um, oh, God. But how how are you kept coping in this weather, really? Is it you find it hard Sweating to Sweating my bollocks off, but yeah. doing all right. Yeah, I was up just because I'm so hot. I was like, I'm going to wait before I go to bed because I'm just so hot right now. Mm. Mm. So I was just watching, um, watching a lot of TIFO football bits. <laughs> TIFO, yeah. TIFO football is quite interesting. Like, you can... I could pretty much spend the whole day just watching the old videos of Tifo football. Really, some of them, some of them videos are really interesting. I know uh, some of, some of them can be yeah. boring, but but most of them are quite interesting. But anyways, um, this the Champions League has come back, and it was an eventful two days in my mind. Uh, in the Champions League, you see Manchester City beating Real Madrid 4-2 on aggregate. And Charlie, what are your thoughts about that Real Madrid-Man City game? Because I didn't think it li- lived to the expectation I thought it would be, if you know what I mean. I didn't think it uh, left... Uh... It didn't leave a lot to flat, did it? Like, nah. I thought nah. Madrid came out looking... Very secondary yeah. to City, mm-hmm. and both goals came from defensive errors from Varane. Fair enough, mm-hmm. but in general, I just felt like that Real Madrid team were like a pace behind City. Yeah, like City's play was just so like like what we come to expect from a Man City team. Like they play this beautiful like high press football. Passing is like. In, like you know, it's like the most immaculate passing you'd ever get from a football team. I think. I think you don't really see them lose possession, like yeah, from a bad pass. You know what I mean? It's so well drilled into them. Mm. Uh, Madrid. I mean, fair use to Madrid. They were out Ramos, who's a very important part of that team. Like generals that line very well, and all that, but. I just felt in. I just felt looking at him. It was a bit like, you know, everyone was like, it wasn't. It wasn't the same Real Madrid team that. The only person I thought had any oomph going forward was that fucking Rodrigo, and even he, I felt, didn't really get like a lot. He didn't have a lot to work with, personally. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I don't know why. What, what the plan was for Real Madrid? Like a Real Madrid, you've come to accustom with, with who will battle it out every single game, who has most of the possession, wants to win the possession. But it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't the, the same Real Madrid that there was. It just, they just looked like they were just wanting to hit them on the counter. And well, They were playing a high-pressing, like I said, a high-pressing City team. And mm. I just think it's that thing where it's like... It's, I think it's the thing with a lot of like these sort of high-class like European teams. It's like yeah. they're so used to playing like their own sort of possession-based football. Yeah. And... But, but I, I I thought that the first game with City versus Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, Real Madrid played really well. And I thought they were... I thought City played superb that game, personally. I thought... Yeah, that game was a lot more... A um, lot more lot more interesting. Back and forth than that. Yeah. Until, until um, Sergio got himself sent off with a red card, it could have been anyone's game, I thought, really. No, I know what you mean, but it just, it wasn't the game that I was expecting. I was expecting up and down football, um, very evenly contested game. When you but... watched the second leg, like, which, like um, it felt that was a City game. Like, you know, yeah, they felt like City versus someone like fucking Burnley, didn't it? Really, just dominating possession. I thought I was looking at the City team as well, and it was very much like... I wouldn't even call it like their strongest fucking starting eleven either that was out. Um, 
Yeah, you could say so. Like I, Jesus, I, in, Jesus in the centre forward role. Yeah, yeah. Um, still to come come back. Sterling on the left, which is what we always see anyway. Yep. Phil was Foden it, on the right. Foden on the right, which you know you can still argue, despite how good Foden is, if he, he's not really a winger, and Mares would be the ideal right winger. Yeah. A midfield of Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. If you're getting him in the team, you always want De Bruyne in the team. But then it's like Gundogan and Rodri. Rod, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't yeah. think either of them two really are like. Who, who, who was 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 it? Cancelo was at left back and Carl Walker. Was Cancelo right is back. left back. Walker is right back. Which Cancelo is like. Jao Cancelo is never. I, I wouldn't even say he's like. He's like third. Arguably, was for a while like the third pick if you're going to pick a left back because he's not really a left back either. Yeah, he's a right back by trade, isn't he? Yeah, you know, normally they either go Mendy or Zinchenko. Yeah. And then it was a back two of Fernandinho, not even a defender. He's a CDM. Mm-hmm. And uh, Laporte, which fair do Laporte's your best defender. But, like, you know, the fact they not, they've paired him with a CDM and not paired him with another centre-back. Yeah, which is, is kind of... So it's, it's what we've come to expect from a Pep team in recent in like recent months. Like a bit of a hodgepodge of players out of position and stuff like that. And not all the starters there, but... Mm. They looked fucking still. It was still great football from them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was. it was. And it is going to be exciting. Um, it's the danger of that City team, I've always said, is that... And you know, we joke about sometimes he gets a bit too cocky with it, like pep rotation. But... I don't think... I don't think... Pep it's still a high... I don't. I can't think of a team with like that who can rotate that many players around positionally and rotate bench players in that well where it's like well, they still play to such a high level. Was thinking about it, City City are playing their next game on Saturday the fifteenth of August, which is a really long time, a week. And since the return of football, a week's perfect for a team like City just to have that much rest and recuperate and especially when we're gonna go they're playing the next team which we're gonna talk about in a second, but Pep's got this time to rotate players and think, okay, what is the best starting lineup to win this Champions League? Because it's a bit easier now. Well, it's a 50 50 thing because it is who is the best team on the day. It's not like you have two legs, you've got to play home and away. It's the best team on the day. It's like a World Cup environment now I mean, where it's just I think a knockout. The thing with it is, though, is like, I feel. Mad- Madrid themselves went into that game thinking it's going to be evenly matched. And to be honest, they were sleeping on the first half. Like they didn't kick into gear quick enough, which I think is always... A, you can't play... Again, I think this is where it comes into it, where I say like a team like them and Barcelona are so used to... like. It's not when you play in like any team like La Liga, them two in La Liga, yeah. um, Bayern Munich in Bundesliga. Like, they're so used to having this high possession rate of football because... They are like the best teams in their league. Like, there's no real ever challenge and stuff like that. Mm. I feel they kind of think they have all the time. They had like, I think that's what I've around. He thought he had so much time on the ball. He was kind of dallying a bit because he's like, oh yeah, no one ever, no yeah. one just ever puts a challenge in for me. And that's, I think that's where the speed of the Premier League comes, where it's not, these teams don't have loads of time on the ball. It's, in the in the Premier League, it's a lot of pressure. Even teams like Southampton pressured City. I remember that game they played at Southampton, where yeah. they were just pressuring City, pressuring City, and that's the way how you have to beat City. Sometimes Chelsea have You've done it. You've got to press them and try and Man United. It's rare, it. but it sometimes work when you can. There's like, there's two ways you can do it, and I think one's a dangerous way of playing. The other one's like they're both dangerous for different reasons. Mm. One's like you can either sit back, wait for the counter. Yeah, which is... Which is dangerous because you're letting City still have a lot of possession and yeah, or, you're not really, start, you know, or you can just press them, yeah. try and play City at their own game and force a mistake out of them. But then I think that's one of them things where, like, every person in your team has to be, like, so on the ball because it's like if you're high pressing, your defence has to be perfect. You can't let them... Because you could high press and then they just breaking with a break with one good ball or a pass and then it's like well shit we've got like yeah, half our team up in their half. But with that match, it's just that when you were going back onto when you were talking about the first half, the first half in that game, City had so many opportunities. 
I was watching the game and I was thinking, how many opportunities are City going to have? Like, oh, no, how right. many how many times have they just split this Real Madrid defence? And I was like, I know um, I know Ramos ain't there, but still, this this is supposed to be a team who've won who won four four Champions Leagues in five years. Yeah, and I know I know I know, I know, credit, I, know I know the teams have got on older. I'm going to give credit, though. The City front three played really well in that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Felt, That's like. not even their best front three. <laughs> Foden was... Well, Foden, even, I thought, was kind of quiet that game mm. as well, like, but, compared to where we've seen him in the Prem. But I will say Sterling... Puts a shift in. Sterling was amazing. And I want to give credit because I somewhat feel we've criticised him a lot over his... Not criticising, but we've kind of come under, like, curiosity on him, like, as to where his career will go in that City team. Mm. Gabriel Jesus's goal was fucking lovely. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, it, it, it was. That was a proper centre forward style oh, goal. I thought, like, you know, it, just it, the turn on it, like it wrapping a, it round with the tender past the keeper. I was like, Jesus, mate, a, that's what I want to see from him. I thought the pressure was excellent. Um, I know Varane pretty much gave it to him, but it's a pressure. And the finish, man, the finish against Courtois, who's a six foot seven goalkeeper. Trying to finish into the goal it was a fantastic goal, but mm. we'll. I hope City win, and we'll we'll look into talk all this. Later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the main topic at the end of the show. But moving on to the last game, uh, the, the other game on the Friday night, it was it was Leon versus Juventus, and it was. I thought that's been the biggest upset of the Champions League so far. Really, See, I didn't watch this one because I was. Watching City Real Madrid, you were paying attention more to this one. I was paying attention to this one more. Um, It was okay. It was the penalty. Yeah, it it was a penalty, but it's the way Memphis Depay just took it, cool, calm, collective, and beat Chesney. And I was a bit wary. Did he hit Pinecker? Did he like Pinecker? It was. Yeah, yeah. He was cool, calm. He was just little Pinecker, little chip. But I just, I just thought. I just thought Juve didn't start really well in that game. Um, they they turned it on a gear. In they've the been a bit of the game. Since just, the restart, they've been a bit like very hit and miss. I yeah, feel like you know yeah. they lost the um, what's that big cup? Is it the Copa d'Italia or something like? What's the Italian cup called? No, I think they won it. I thought they lost the in the uh, final, didn't they? Did they lose in the final? No, the Copa d'Italia. I think they beat AC. I think they played you Milan. keep talking. I'm gonna double check that real quick. But uh, yeah, they lost this one. But it was just a lackluster performance from Juve, really. Um, I don't know why. I think the uh, the baller was injured, but the ball has been a spark for him towards the end, back end of the season. So I think since the restart, the ball has been Juve's best player. Um, um, Napoli won it this year. Oh, Napoli! Yeah, I remember they beat they, they beat Juventus yeah. in the final so there you are and i think it's just like yeah that was, they that, haven't that had was, like that was at the start of the, that was start of the, the start of the restart wasn't it yeah no, i, I feel like in general one. though like juventus have been a weird team this year like they've got a lot of players well too much talent and they haven't got enough positions for them really well even that but i think the guys they have tried to like ride and put their money on some of them have struggled like i think delict is like a major one where you saw him for Ajax, captaining this Ajax team that got to the Champions League semis, and everyone's thinking, this kid's a fucking, that's star a future world star fucking yeah. player. And a big move to a big club like Juventus, and he's struggled. He hasn't looked. Yeah, he's struggled. He has struggled, but he's young. Um, defenders always get better over time. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's struggled. Won- they won Syria, Syria, which is but, but, you know, yeah, but pretty, go, going back, impressive. yeah, yeah, but Syria, come on, they they've won it for the past. T- it, uh, this right, okay, let's go. I'll t- uh, we'll talk about Juventus towards the end, but it it Ronaldo, if if Ronaldo wasn't there, uh, Juventus would have been gone ages ago. There, this this wouldn't be a discussion because Juventus after the Memphis Depay scored his goal, I don't think there was no way back for Juventus and. If Ronaldo's greatness couldn't pull him out of this one, and I see a stat since Ronaldo has come to Juventus, he is the only per- Juventus player to score in the knockout stages of a Champions League. And I think he scored seven in total. Damn, that is that is a stat and a half. And 
as you say, I've been I think really... this is the issue with certain certain teams that like I love him, right? Like Ronaldo's, you know. But Juventus are too reliable, and Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like... I feel like you go you go back to his previous two teams. He was yeah, he was like this world star player in Real Madrid, but he wasn't the only like world class player. There was yeah, exactly. So many more players that he played with that were like of a quality that didn't need to like um didn't need to pull him out the ship. And in United, he he was like he was still like a young man, and there was like all these other like yeah, there was a lot of like talent in that team, but he wasn't like I wouldn't say like a leader leader in the team at the time. He was still like. You know, him, Rooney, Tevez were like a young front three, all considered like talented in their own right. And then there was all these different experienced like players around them to sort of like carry them along. The Juventus suggests Jerry feels like for all the talent in that team, there's no one stepping up to be a leader as well. They're all just sort of relying on Ronaldo to carry them. And that's... Which and is a danger, I think. Yeah, that's that's... that's... That's why I've been hearing rumours that Ronaldo's considering leaving um, Juventus. I just, I just think Ronaldo. I don't think Ronaldo's enjoying his time there. Uh, this will be the second. Well, well Pirlo's going to be the third manager they've had in the last three years. Which, as a football club, considering well, should we? Well, in general, how do you feel sorry done this year? Because I feel it's important. Like you know, <sighs> I just. It's the same. It's the same with any any big club, especially a big club like Juventus and Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and Barcelona. If you're not performing in the Champions League, listen. Other than Barcelona and other than Barcelona, okay. Other than Barcelona, Real Madrid and the Premier League teams. If you include PSG, um, Bayern Munich, and Juventus, right? If you don't win the league, right? That is, you get sacked guaranteed you get sacked from the job because these three teams in them three leagues have been dominant for so long Emery got sacked that time uh, Monaco beat him there um, so yeah and Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich and Juventus haven't lost the league in a while right but they their managers they look on their Champions League form Sarri making a, a, a last 16 and losing to Leon. That's a no-no in my book. Especially to, like, I think if it was, like, a Barca or a Madrid, you might... Yeah, you, you give them the benefit except, of the doubt. Leon's one of them sort of teams, I feel like. Who yeah, have... they're a good they're a good French side, but... They're nothing. Compared nothing to, like, special. the top of... They're, not, they're, not definitely, they're definitely not one of the, the top echelons of European football. No, no. But... It's a bad look for Zari in a little bit. Yeah. Not, not, not bad, but I feel like... That's, what, two managerial jobs in two years now? Well, it was he. He did actually want. He did want to leave Chelsea to go to Juventus. So yeah, it was. But Chelsea was sort of like a weird set. Like the fans weren't happy with his football. I don't think there was issues with players. Yeah, the Kepper incident was the big one. Hazard wasn't happy because he was sort of wanting to leave. But bringing in a him as a striker, I think, was sort of criticised. Higuain, yeah, and and I feel like. Chelsea ended in a weird way, and now this has ended in a way where it's like, well, you just didn't hit what we wanted to achieve. I feel with Pirlo coming in, what's weird, right? He only took like the uh, the youth team fucking job, I think, like three days ago. Yeah, he was like Juventus under twenty three. He's won it three days ago, and now he's just taking over the main team. It it is, I think it is a bit of a, a culture shock now. It's I think um... it's fine time. Personally, yeah, I, I, I personally feel there's gonna be the there's the idea of like well we've hired like a legend, an Italian legend, you, you know, played for Juventus, won the shit with Juventus, get a little bit of fucking leeway and like, like he will probably avoid criticism a lot more and it might make it easier to sort him let him get going. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think it will be it's a right move for Juventus. Um just because you want something different from a Juventus team you don't you 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 want a different style of football Sarri's got Sarri ball Max Algieri was pretty much playing the same football that Antonio Conte was playing I think it was just his his own change of the formation a bit around but it was pretty much the same and they probably want a new some new blood 
in this Juventus camp, and I think Pirlo, with Pirlo's footballing brain, I think he could be like a good manager for Juventus personally. Um, but I, it's just now now Juventus have got to give him time, and I think you'll have to give him time because I reckon Pirlo is probably gonna. I think Pirlo should change the squad around. Yeah, I think I think Pirlo should just scrap the whole squad. If my they need, they, need, they need to flush they need to flush some players out. Yeah, that's my problem with Juventus. My new problem with Juventus was they had too many players in that team doing nothing. Like an Aaron Ramsey, um, Emre Chan was there before he got his move to Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabio, listen, you don't need all them players. Well, Ramsey to Ramsey to Juve, like fair enough, Aaron Ramsey and all that stuff, man. But it was the weirdest fucking move I think I'd seen in a while for an English player. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, Aaron Ramsey, who was like, you know, fucking. I mean, what he was like, fucking, you know, just some ex Arsenal injured like guy who was injured all the time. I feel and like it's just somehow gets into the yeah. top team of fucking Italy. I'm like, what? It's crazy. He earns about 400k a week. Fuck me. 400k a week at Juventus. It is. It's nuts, isn't it? That's why. That's why. That's why he's. uh, Congrats. (laughs) I I, I will say congrats. Congrats for Leon to getting into the uh, to the knockout. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I truly, it's a truly inspirational story. I don't think. Oh, then again, against Manchester City because it's they, because it's a uh, it's going to be a tight one and it's only yeah. one one game. Uh, you 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 couldn't not back City, but at the same time, it's only one game, and this might play into Leon's advantage because they only have to play, play a really good ninety minutes of football to win this game, and then they're in the semi final yeah. of the Champions League. Um, yeah. But as I say, my my money still still is on Man City here. I personally yeah, think definitely. Man City are going to win the Champions League. Um, Man City PSG final. I'm calling. Yeah. I'm calling. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm calling. Yeah, because well, because the PSG side of things, they're in a quite an easy bracket. They've got Atletico Madrid, Atalanta, Red Bull, Leipzig, and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, they're they're they're. So, they're in that bracket, and well, we got um, the other people to qualify into the groups. Barcelona beat Napoli. Yeah. Uh, again, similar to I feel what we're talking about. Certain teams relying on a singular player. Mm. Fucking Messi carried that game last night. That's why. That's why he's a goat. That's why he he's a goat, a greatest of all time. And this is another Barca team that I feel that's like. Yeah, we beat Napoli. I thought Napoli played well, like well. There was an unfortunate mistake from Koulibaly that led to them sort of losing that game, and like the uh, mm-hmm. chance to really get into it again. Yeah, I just feel that Barca team. I just look at it still, and there's just there's no connectivity between any of it anymore. No, I I don't think there's any connected to it. I just no, a lot a lot of people in that team. You know, PK is a great fucking defender. Um, to stay and probably argue one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world. He's always on people's list to sort of go to like you know. There's always clubs that want a goalkeeper like him. Yeah. Uh, Frankie De Jong, I still think has a really bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Great player. Um, Rakitic has been amazing for that team. But then I look at that front three right now, and it's not good. it makes me like, well, this bollocks thing of like, well, Griezmann doesn't connect well with Messi. And therefore, they're thinking that they're trying to move Griezmann on for, like, someone else. Similar to what happened to Coutinho, right? Mm-hmm. My issue with that is, why are we not thinking, like... I know like, Messi's amazing in that, and he's probably got another year or two on him, but do you really feel like you should be relying on the 30-something-year-old winger when you, like, and not should be building towards a future? Like him and Suarez still yeah. having to carry this fucking team. Well, I and just, it's kind of getting kind of to the point like, okay. Suarez looks fucking haggard, mate. <laughs> like, mm. I ain't gonna lie to you. I looked at him last night. I'm like, this ain't, you know, this ain't Luis Suarez fucking 
top goal scorer in the Prem when he played for Liverpool or like Luis Suarez, part of the deadliest front three in fucking the Liga, the Liga history. It's like, nah, this is just an old fucking striker now, unfortunately, I feel. Yeah. Suarez, Suarez has been a fantastic. He's one of the greatest strikers in this definitely in, this, in, this, still, in, yeah. in the decade. And in two of the top leagues in Europe, he was like a fucking all-time great. That's that, that, that's that's the thing. That's my that's my point. Is that's why Luis Suarez, Messi, Messi's a different. I know he's played in the same league, but Messi's done it in different areas of Barcelona, and he's been the. The one well, he's key been factor. like he's but he's been the he, one key factor between all of them, really. It's weird because I I was watching up on um so I was reading up on like, the history of Barcelona and stuff, kind of like the different successes of different teams. Mm. So you know, like you had like the Johan Cruyff dream team, which Guardiola fucking was famously on in, yep. as a CDM, mm-hmm. and then you had like the the Frank Rijkaard 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 era, where it's like. Ronaldinho and fucking Samuetto. Yeah, but they didn't. Um, win, they didn't. Wasn't Deco. they weren't that good in the Champions League? Well, that was like the always the criticism of that team. No, but he won the first ever Champions League with that team, I believe. And then it went shitty. Like, but after that, like one amazing season, it fell apart fairly quickly. Like Eto criticized him for like doing like two things, like booking a preseason US tour, and fucking Ronaldinho was just like out of shape, you know, Ronaldinho, being Ronaldinho, like, partying too much. And then you have, you go into the, the, the Messi era of, like, Messi, Ronaldinho, uh, Messi, Omri, and David Villa. And, well, um, who was the fucking, and, well, you know, yeah, and there's all these different things that, like, came into it, under Guardiola, and then you have the MSN era, there's always been, like, Barcelona's, like, I don't think it's like Madrid, where Madrid, like, very quickly, like, splash cast, cast to, like, rebuild a fucking team. Boss about just different eras of like great mm. fucking sides sort of ebb and flowing into how successful they are overall. Yeah. And I feel like we've still not come into the next sort of like era of era of no. Yeah, because um, I think we we're still kind of seeing the after effects of the MSN era. Yeah, I think so. And it's almost like this bullshit with like them trying to get Neymar back to like keep that magic alive again by bringing back that amazing trio i'm just thinking sometimes you just got to move on and rebuild yeah i just think that at the moment barcelona are a bit delusional where they're going i don't think they have a plan for the future and they're just still riding Messi's coattails forever but there's a tip there's a one team that booked their place into the semi-final of the champions league who are building a new era of a dynasty and that is Bayern munich Bayern munich Beat Chelsea was it seven nil one on aggregate in the end? I think it was four nil on the night, four one on the night. Am I correct well, in saying? The, uh, yes, two for Lewandowski. Oh, who are the other two goals? Uh, Tolisso and Perisic. Yeah, and you've heard, yeah, Perisic mm-hmm. scored one, and then I think the one goal from Tammy for Tammy, Chelsea. Yeah. Which was a pretty much a gift. To okay, like fairly put into context, it was always an uphill battle for Chelsea. Yep, um, but the thing is, they never <laughs> look at the bench they had. They didn't. They really... like, it was like the most kid-filled fucking bench I think I've ever seen in a Chelsea team ever. You know, no, it right. was just like it was just this team of like you know. What, it was like, what did they do? They lost yeah. like the... they lost three of their fucking main like three players in the fucking uh, final of their FA Cup, Cup match. Mm. Which is always going to hurt them. What yeah. you lost, Pulisic. He's been your best player since the fucking restart. Best attacking player. They lost Pedro. Pedro still got a decent impact as a sub, and then they lost uh, Aspilicueta. Yeah. And I said like Asby, yeah, he's older and maybe not as good as he used to be back in the day, but he's a fucking lead. He leads that line. He's your captain. And yeah. my fucking issue was like, you look at that defense. Christensen, Zuma, Reese James, Emerson. <laughs> ain't good. Ain't good. Well, not, even, not, not even that is not good. Who's your fucking leader? Yeah, exactly. Who's generaling that back four? Exactly. And then you've got Kante, Barkley, and who was the other player in midfield? Oh, Kante, Barkley, Kovacic. Kante, Kovacic. 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 Kovacic
And then you've got Tammy hudson Adoy Mount. Old Chelsea Youth, Youth Academy players. And it was it was an uphill battle for them this this game. It was always going to be an uphill battle, especially when you've got so many injuries. And Bayern Munich are fresh. Yeah. They're fresh. They haven't played in a while. They've won the Bundesliga back in June. They're, they're, they're fresh. Time, man. Yeah, they're fresh. And they look like they can potentially do quite well in this year's Champions League. But as I said, Charlie, it's only one game now. There's no two legs. And as a betting man, you're never not you're not gonna back Barcelona because Messi it only takes one good game for Messi. And they're they're playing on Friday, so Messi's Well got I think as well Messi's got a week of week of training. Biden's a lot stronger a team than like a Napoli. Yeah. And I feel like But it's Messi. It's Messi. They'll count. They'll find some way to like cancel him out. I feel. It's Messi. Try and cancel it's Messi. 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 Nah. Messi's done this so many times to Bayern Munich. So many times to Bayern Munich. He did this when Guardiola was manager. He did the same thing. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich have. In, except from that time in 2012, where Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund were in the final. That was the last time Bayern Munich were really good in the Champions League. And I think it's just, for me, it's a situation. I just look at that Bayern team. Like they've had like a much stronger year so far than Barcelona. Yeah, as but it's, far it's, as you know, winning Bundesliga, Barcelona. We know it was kind of like it's a, it's a weird place in Barcelona right now with the whole shit of losing out on the last day. You know, losing the Liga. Mm-hmm. Um, Messi just being, I think, unhappy. With his club, the incident with Griezmann on on the training pitch allegedly, like them having a scuffle, and you know, there's no connectivity in their front three. And I look at, and I also compare the strikers, Suarez. I think you know, we talk about people of a certain age just sort of like declining, like Suarez. Lewandowski just seems to get better with age. <laughs> yeah, no, he, 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 he fully like every year. You, he's one of them sort of players. You think. He ain't gonna be as good as this good as year, man. Like he was sort of starts a bit, maybe starts a bit slow. You look at him, you think, oh, maybe he just finally getting to him, mm. and then he just goes on to like beat his own fucking records and like just banging goals. Like but, like um, we were talking about last night, he's gonna fit become what if he keeps on the way he's going, third highest goal scorer in Champions League history or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, but where he hasn't won a Champions League yet, yet give it time yeah <laughs> yeah no but but now now he hasn't won a champions league we're talking about the champions league and i'm as as a as a guy with polish polish roots i love Lewandowski. i love Lewandowski, but he hasn't proved it to me yet he hasn't proved it on the big stage just yet do you know what i mean it's all right to say it's all right saying good when you're playing a, a chelsea team who are lackluster at the moment and when you're fresh and Chelsea have played. Chelsea got so many injuries. They're playing a front three from the academy. They're playing not even their best centre backs, best team. And yeah, okay, it's all well and good and doing it in the Bundesliga. Bundesliga is a fantastic league, but when you're Bayern Munich and you keep dominating, 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 that's why you're a good player. And I think if he wins the Champions League, if Bayern Munich win the Champions League. I'll hold my hands up and say Lewandowski will go down as one of the greatest of this decade. But at the moment, as a striker-wise, I think Luis Suarez is the best was the best striker of the 2010 decade, like a goat. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Still, that's yeah. as I said, that's my opinion. Well, we so, well, well, yeah, but I think it just does. It will cement. Again, we don't know what's going to happen. It's going. That's that's the mat. That's one of the matches where it's all like. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good game. I'm I'm looking uh, forward to that match. I'm really you want to looking talk about... Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's good. Uh, what do you want to talk, talk about next? <laughs> yes. So, uh, on Talk Sport, on, I think it was on Thursday night, I was listening to the sports bar. And one of the guys, Jason Cundy, said he doesn't want Wolves to do well in Europa. And the reasons why, he says, as a Chelsea fan, he doesn't want Wolves to do well 
because they'll get in the Champions League and then they can keep their manager, keep their best players and attract better players. So, Charlie, what is your opinion on it? Do you, as an English, as an, as an person from England, would you want to see English clubs doing well in Europe? And they're not your team. So, would are you still going to be supporting Manchester City? As a Man United fan, are you supporting Manchester City in the Champions League? Not really, no. Why is that? Explain. I feel... I mean, it's weird, right? Because when we talk about... It's sort of a weird way of looking at it. Because when you look at like international competition, mm-hmm. everyone's focused on England. Yeah. The England team, right? Yeah. And we kind of happily will put away all your fucking bias from the Premier League and all the cup competitions and everything like that. So it's like, every time you look at, say, Tottenham, Harry Kane, right? Yeah. There's, like, there's two sides to Harry Kane. There's Harry Kane, this incredible English striker that we all fucking love in England. And there's also Harry Kane, the guy who are like, oh, he just fucking plays for Tottenham. You ain't going to fucking win nothing. Yeah. Fuck Tottenham. European competition, I feel, is more like, it's different, it's weird, right? And I think for me, it's like, you want to see, it depends how you look at it, because I feel like, you know, there's certain people who'd support the team, like, you know, like, we wouldn't necessarily want to support, like, a Liverpool or a City, Chelsea, because they're rivals. Like, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, but... Why, 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 why would I want them to become a more successful English team than my team, personally? Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand where you can. And then from. I feel... The difference for Wolves, though, for me, right? When when has Wolves been in the Champions League? Yeah, that's they haven't been in like European Cup competition. I think since like it was their first year for a while. I, don't... I mean, you know, the 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 last successful successful fucking Wolverhampton team was in like the fifties. Yeah. So to see a Wolves team that's done it. It's weird, right? Because when they got promoted, we've talked about how they've come out the fucking. They've come out from the championship swinging. They've been amazing. Great management. Great fucking young players. Um, great recruitment. It's a team that, like, yeah, you know. And I think it's just it's a, it's a difference to me where I'd like I'd support. I'd happily support Wolves on the ground of like they're an underdog in this. You're even in Europa. They they aren't a. A team, I think everyone's looking at, thinking they'll do it in Europa. We're looking at it like, yeah, they're still um, United, Inter Milan, uh, fucking Leverkusen. There's always good fucking teams still in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Champions League, it's another situation. There's still like Atalanta, Leon, um, even like the teams that are, like you know haven't like Atletico, where it's like there's a sort of appeal of like them finally doing it, doing the thing that fucking, especially now that Madrid are out, like Real Madrid. Yeah. I mean, something they fought, like, you know, something they could finally fucking do. Got, and technically, they've got an easier bracket compared to yeah. Manchester City, Barcelona, and Real You know, Madrid. I think it's just like, it's why I weren't, you know, I was like, you know, fuck Liverpool winning it. Especially when, like, Jamie Carragher was all like, oh, Liverpool can win a fucking treble this year. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. No, no, no that's. Uh, uh, I just think it's like, with City, the only. Th- there's one thing I'll say that will make the appealing for City to win it, right? Mm. And I'm not even talking Pep finally winning it with fucking City. Fuck that shit. It then again equals the city. It, e- it equals um, Klopp winning the Prem, I think. Yeah, yeah, you are you are right. Um, here's my take on this. Liverpool won the Champions League. Yeah, and it's almost like you could see the reverse now, where it's like Liverpool won the fucking shit the Prem very easily. Mm. City win that Champions League going into next year. It's now it then becomes like a. Mm. All right, let's see who can you can do really it. fucking do this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's my take on the Champions League um, on English two clubs doing well in Europe. I'm all in favour for English clubs doing well in Europe. I I will support the English club. Doesn't matter if it's Liverpool. Doesn't matter if it's City. Doesn't matter if it's Chelsea. I'm always going to support the English club because one, I'm from England and I do want to see the English clubs well do well. And plus, I, I'm a massive fan, and I, I always say this. And I think we've had a lot of debates on Discord recently about the strength of the Premier League, and I'm always in favour of English clubs doing well because it makes the Premier League stronger, especially yeah. in Europe. Because 
You look for the past few years, right? You had Liverpool last two years ago in the final, right? And then I think, no, I don't know who won Europa that year. Well, you think we had like an all-English all final in but, yeah, last in year? Bo- but we had an all-English final both That's years. Well, when was the last time that happened? Like when, when, yeah, when was the last time? But that's, but that has been, but that's, as I say, that is the biggest draw to me. Is I, I want English clubs to do well in Europe because one, they, it's, it's can't be, could be an advantage in the long run because it attracts more better players and it just makes strong. It comes down to biases of like how I feel about certain teams and certain clubs. I'd be like. I take all my biases out in the, when with, it comes with to the City, right? It would depend on like City. I could get behind them on the grounds of like, yeah, that interest in the game more competitive. If you <laughs> like what you predicted, if it was a PSG fucking final, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, okay, I want City to win it because. But personally, I don't like what PSG stands for as a club, as far as like their transfer dealings and their sort of domination of league one. Well. This I think is, it's a bad fucking look, personally. Do you think it's a bad overall. look? But do you think it's a bad look that Bayern Munich and Juventus keep on winning their leagues? Well, this is why I'm always sort of hoping for. Um... But but when, like, that's why I felt, I felt for you know them, you know them years of like Barca domination, Madrid domination, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's at least it's, it's a pain in the art. But at least it's why it's... I'm always sort of like everyone's sort of saying, like, "Oh, what would you think Atletico would do?" I'm like. I'm not saying they will fucking do it, but I'd like them to do it because they've always sort of been considered like in recent years the third club. They never and not and they've never reached the high high that these other teams have. And I think if anyone's going to do it, it can and should be Simeone with what he's got right now. Mm. Mm. I just feel like you know you always sort of look at like yeah, it's just that thing of like certain clubs like you want to see. It was like always like City fans who have been like, oh, you know, if we win the FA Cup and the Carabao and then we win the Champions League, I still like a treble. It's like, no, it's not. It's fucking not. You can't, you know, that's, well, that's, that's bollocks. Well, they win the, I can't speak properly. They won the domestic treble, I think it was twice in a row. And yeah, okay, it's domestic treble, fair enough, but. Still impressive. It's, it's impressive. It's very impressive. And that's, and that's why. I, I want English clubs to do well with that in these European competitions. Listen, I'd love to see Wolves or Man United do win the Europa League. Um, and I'd love to see City win the Champions League. And I'm still vouching for Chelsea, even though Look, they're 3-0 behind. I'm not going to say I don't want United to not, not win it, because you know, United's my team. I want them to win yeah. something this year. But yeah. fucking would be amazing. I'm wearing... Deny how amazing it would be if like Wolverhampton, you know, two years ago were just coming out of the fucking. Was it two years ago they just came out of the championship? Or yeah, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, just fresh out of the championship, and they've had like two really good seasons on the bounce. You know, they could have easily suffered like what we say about a lot of these championship teams that do well and have like second season syndrome and just fell off again, but. I think their recruitments remain strong. The players that they have are like, you know, I mean, even like the guys that have come into the team this year, like Traore has been near un- not near unplayable at times in the league. Um, that Podence who's come through, I think, has been amazing as like another sort of backup option to as a forward. And Jota, Jota, for as young as he is, is really good. It's like there's so much that they can offer as a team. And like, we always want to see, like, I think our own, not even, like, our only get more competitive, but we want to be able to see, like, more English teams be able to come out and sort of have a good run in Europe. Yeah, exactly. I just, it just it just makes the English... It's like how we look at... It will just make the English game better. It will just make the whole grassroots better. It will just make everything so much easier better. And that's why I would want these teams to do well in Europe. Because... Well, not many, not many clubs around the world have a lot of English players playing for them. It, it, outside of England, name 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 a team that has got more than two English players playing for them outside of England. You can't. Not really. So that's why you you want them. And plus, it's just. I think as well. Look at like um, 
You know, like we like it's weird, right? Because it's almost as funny appeal of like to me of like you know Wolves being like they've been like a bogey team for a lot of the top six clubs. Like they did, they they did like we, we like we were talking about United doing the double against City in the league. Wolves did the exact same thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking like that's a team who, if we're looking at like a, 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 like financial stuff um, and overall quality. So for a team like that to beat City twice is impressive. And I'm like, could you imagine if they could do that to like, you know, they're doing that to arguably the best teams in Europe. Imagine them going into the Champions League groups and doing that to a Real Madrid or a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich. And then, you know, that's something you could get behind. You could be like, fuck, yeah, go on, Wolves. Fucking do it. Like, you know, take it to the big boys of Europe, like little, you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, that it, that's, be... something that, that's something that as an English football fan, I think, unless you're like a Villa fan, because <laughs> that's like a local thing, like some of the Midlands teams might be like, nah, fuck them. But I think a lot of clubs and people in England could be like, yeah, go on, do it. Because that's like, you know, would be an incredible achievement. It would be. It would be. And I do hope, I do hope City and Wolves or Man United do well in these Europe. Yeah these European tournaments that are getting played now and it's going to be exciting it is going to be exciting it's going to be so exciting football now and it's all to pay for it's not no league games where you got all this bollocks of uh, people are playing for draws people have to play for wins now and that's why this is going to be so exciting and I can't it's like an international it. tournament it is it just is. one you know one shot and you fucking got a you know, you gotta be good on the you gotta be good on the night. You can't be like open for a second leg to bounce back at home. You gotta be come out flying. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe it could be a, a possibility that I I just want to see how it plays out these these European competitions, and I want to see how it plays out. Would it be a better idea if knockout stages get moved to the end of the season? Like, how nice would it be that? After you've played your group games, then towards the end it becomes a knockout competitions after the season's finished in the Champions League and Europa. Would you vouch for that? Would you want to see that happen? Make the Premier League shorter and then have and then towards the end of the end of the year, like after the Premier League's all finished, then you have the Champions League. Would you, um, would would you cool. vouch for that? Would you vouch for it'd that? Like cool. the knockout it... stages? It's, I think, you know, the issue is, like, you have to look at how certain other, like, places work their international commitments into it. How, uh... it, won't, it won't happen. I don't think it would happen, but... Well, have you ever seen how, like, the Brazilian League run their fucking... <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they do the, the Copa, Copa Libertadores. They do it at the end of the season. Yeah, but they also, in between their... You know, it's like when you have to work out your... Um... You know, their, their shit is fucking weird, right? Because it's like when they have like, they have a long ass fucking season, they have pre, like massive long pre seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't have an international break. I don't know. So, oh, yeah. They, yeah. Like, they keep playing, don't they? Yeah. Shit. So, they're, they're, these fucking teams are like sort of having just to lose out on like, they have they have like 40 man squads. It's ridiculous. Like these massive fucking squads because well, they know they're going to lose like half their teams to like that, international that, most of the Brazilian players don't even play in Brazil or in South America they're more European players so I watched a good video on that yeah it's quite interesting talking about the Brazilian uh, it's essentially, essentially it just goes into why like Brazilian football ain't that good anymore and like why you have so many like kids from Brazil like like they, the examples I heard were, like Vinicius and Rodrigo at the fresh set, fresh, like, you know, Rodrigo wasn't even 18 when Real Madrid signed him. Vinicius was like, I think, 18 or maybe even younger. 17 at the time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's shit like that. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah I think a, a lot, I do like the idea of doing some sort of tournament. But then I feel like that was like the idea of um, introduction of the Nations League. Yeah, just a little bit. The idea was going to be we're going to have more international tournaments in between the years just less to sort of like. Yeah, less friendly. Give or... something to the fans to want to watch. And yeah, because like, friendlies, we always just sort of look at friendlies and just go a bit like. Oh, that's a bit boring. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's like, it's like, oh, I don't really. Friendly want tonight is like, no. <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> it will be shit. 
But anyways, um, that is the end of the podcast. Um, as always, Charlie, thank you very much. And would you like to plug any shit on this podcast? Uh, nah, per usual, um, we'll be coming back to talk about probably the next bracket of the Champions League going into the uh, knockouts. We'll see how the knockouts go. Uh, probably discussing the final... Will it be quarterfinals or semifinals? We've got 2016, It'll so... Be quarterfinals next. Yeah, we'll probably talk about the, talk about the quarterfinals. What, we, what we're thinking in regards to the quarterfinals. Uh, maybe talking some transfer news soon because a lot of transfers are happening still despite certain financial aspects of clubs being weird. We've had a few pretty big signings happen. Some strange signings happen. Uh, so there's always going to be stuff to talk about, I guess. Yeah, but as always, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, our main hosting website, Anchor. Check us out on there. And also, follow us on Facebook at Left Back on the Bench Podcast, or even Twitter, Left Back on the Bench B, not uh, Left Back on the B2. That is our Twitter. We'll uh, link it in the description below. Um, also, would it be possible if you would like to comment on Europe, English teams doing well in Europe? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Do you think you want English teams to do well in Europe? Or would you resp- are you supporting the European stands? Uh, another fun one as well, because we've talked a little bit about it. Predictions for maybe over the next knockout stage of the Champions League. Or who do you think is going to make it to the final? Who your winners are? Like we're curious as to what you people think about the Champions League this year and who who might claim it. Yeah, but from us two at left back on the bench. See you next Monday. Thank you and goodbye. See you later.